0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by Johnnynyt-shirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear.
0: Welcome in to the Scoop podcast, Inside Carolina's number one, UNC Football Recruiting Podcast, and the number one recruiting podcast in the world. Uh, I'm your host, Ross Martin. As always, I'm joined by Don Callahan. But first, before we get into Don, I want to tell you to rate, review, and subscribe. Go on to Spotify, go on to Apple, give us a rating, give us a um, review, and hit that subscribe button. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to Inside Carolina's YouTube channel. We're putting all our podcasts on YouTube, including a lot of interviews, during the season, basketball, football, we have so much content on YouTube, so make sure to subscribe to YouTube as well as our podcast channels. Don, massive podcast today. How are you feeling? What's going on?
1: I am trying to conjure up all the energy I have for this podcast because I hear that I am low energy.
0: Nah, you're a great last podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm here in the office. we were recording at 12.48 on Wednesday afternoon, it's important to remember that time and date. Uh, if you listen to this in the future, um, let's get into it, Don. We have a huge show coming off a massive official visit weekend. Uh, two commitments to talk about: Deuce Caldwell, Justin Canuck. Canuck. How do you say it?
1: Uh, I think it's uh, c- uh, Canuck or can- I've heard both. Canuck. Can- uh, canuck.
0: Okay. Great. That, that really clarifies things. And then we'll get into the big official visit weekend by talking about Marcus Allen, Dalen Everett, Amarion Hampton, quarterback Connor Harrell, Caden Helms, Canuck, and, of course, big daddy Travis Shaw from Greensboro Grimsley. Also, I have some brief notes on a couple things from Don's mock class, which was released yesterday. If you're not an insider, Carolina subscriber, the mock class is one of the great things that Don does. Um and features a lot of uh, great information and intel from what he's hearing about UNC's class. And we'll also drop some notes on Andre Green, Green, Jake Pope, um, a couple of the recruits and kind of what's going on as uh, the ebbs and flows of UNC's signing class. And then we have a special, special new segment we're going to preview today. (laughs) Um, We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. An idea I have um, is nine
1: sports. Non-sports. Non-sports
0: related. Uh, yeah. I think it's a fun segment we're going to add to our podcast along with the top five. We're not going to do a top five now. We're going to wait for the next podcast. And of course, um, that's because we're recording this a week earlier because of all the big news. All right, Dom, you ready?
1: Yeah. So so please, though, the the last top five was what your top five uh, wants for this class doesn't necessarily have to be a specific recruit. It could be just a general idea, position, whatever it may be, let your imagination be your guide uh we have a couple of submissions but uh, would like to get a lot more so you can submit by uh, pm or yeah pm and me on the message board don callahan or uh, twitter at don Callahan IC, or email don at insidecarolina.com. awesome so your top five should i give my phone number
0: and have people like call me <laughs> yeah give out your subscribers your you get annoyed <laughs> about people Asking you questions on uh, the message board. I wait, never so get annoyed. Number. Never <laughs> get, yeah, yeah, right. All right. Um, yeah, so wait. Um, sorry. Um, top five wants and needs for the 2022 class. All right, let's get into it, Don. Deuce Caldwell committed to North Carolina on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. He is a linebacker, kind of played some safety in high school from Malden, South Carolina. Not a super high-ranked kid. Um 1086 in the nation and the 113th ranked linebacker, number 16 player in the state of South Carolina. Don, go briefly over his recruitment um, and then why he picked UNC and we'll get to his
1: game as well. So I mean his recruitment was pretty, pretty simple. I mean, he started to gain some some steam this this spring, uh, picked up some offers, um, including North Carolina, North Carolina. Obviously, there were a couple of other schools like Clemson and a few others who had expressed interest. You know, everyone worried about Clemson because obviously Malden, um, where he lives, is very uh, Clemson area. Mm -hmm. So obviously, if Clemson would have offered, that could have changed things a little bit. He attended a camp there. And with, along with a couple other linebackers, those two linebackers scored offers. He did not, which, you know, you know he, he's he's the type of guy who is more about he's going to produce on the field. He's not going to blow you away with his 40 time. He's not going to blow you away with his measurables. But he's just an absolute player. Every report I've seen from camps and seven sevens with him. And it talk about just how much of a player, how many, you know, uh, interceptions, coverage, that sort of thing about him. And so basically, you know, he took an official visit to North Carolina in the middle of the month. It was a midweek official visit. During that visit, he committed. He didn't announce it publicly until a week later. Uh, I think he wanted to kind of make sure that was what he wanted to do and those sort of things. Um, and, and that was really it. He canceled all other visits. He did have an official visit scheduled with UCF, but um, that was scheduled for the weekend prior to his actual announcement. That didn't happen. He says he's good with North Carolina. He's going to stick to North Carolina. Um, and he's happy to be a Tar Heel.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, I don't think I did his height and weight. 6'1", 210. So do you think he's pretty underranked? Like, will he go up, you think? Or, or do you think he's going to be a guy we look back on that, you know, this guy was a little underranked?
1: So I think it depends on your criteria. And so the 247 sports model is actually based off the NFL draft. And, you know, where, you know, a five-star is supposed to be a first-round draft pick and a four-star is supposed to be a guy who gets drafted. If you look at his measurables, they just don't match up to a guy who typically gets drafted. Uh, but we ha- we've seen plenty of exceptions, especially for a guy who is just a ball player. So, yeah, I mean, he could potentially um, be better than, than his, uh, his ranking. But I'll tell you this. I know North Carolina is, and I, I guess you could say this about every commit, but this in particular, I know that that UNC was kind of crossing their fingers during that week when he camped at Clemson and made a couple of visits to Clemson. And mm-hmm. we're super happy when when he came out, not because obviously I'm sure it was I'm sure um, Caldwell himself wasn't happy, but they were happy for selfishly that uh, that Clemson didn't offer because they knew that basically was a huge roadblock that that didn't exist. And um
0: they Clemson has that other uh, another linebacker commitment for North Carolina, right?
1: Yeah, oh uh, no, no. He um Jalen Walker committed to Georgia.
0: Did he ever commit to Clemson?
1: No, everyone okay. thought he was okay. everyone thought he was going to commit to Clemson and then um something magically happened and he ended up in Georgia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Donnie. Don, what's going on with your shirt right now? You got a little two shirts on?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't want, you know, in case I sweat, got a little undershirt underneath okay, to catch okay. it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know yeah. that you're going to give me some really tough questions, and I'm going to sweat them out. So I had to make sure I had an undershirt on, there you go. know. Always prepared. So I'm still looking fresh, you know the, what I mean? The
0: recruiting tanks are so hot, you got to wear I two took a, You
1: didn't notice? A shade for you, took a shower, there you know, you did my All hair a little on. bit.
0: The next commitment, offensive lineman Justin, K- I'm going to go
1: Kanyuk. Okay. Which is a, I mean, I should respect. have asked him. I meant to a bunch of times, but uh, all due yeah. respect,
0: a pretty weird-ass last name. Uh, sorry for cussing. Wow, I apologize to the kids. Whoa. And uh, people everywhere. All right, six five two ninety from Bethlehem Catholic High School in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Ranked outside of the top of one thousand. He's one thousand thirty-one, uh, the one hundred third ranked offensive tackle and the twenty third ranked player in Pennsylvania. Uh, Don, this kind of happened quickly because he took two visits, right? Back to back?
1: Well, so he took a visit earlier. Well, he took a visit during the quarantine before he became a true UNC target. Okay. And then he came back in the very beginning of, or yeah, very beginning of June, worked out for Stacey Serrill's offensive line coach, and scored a scholarship offer. And then that last week of, of June, before the last weekend, the big official visit weekend yeah. uh, the coaches reached out to him and said, "Hey, we to want to bring you in for an official visit," And he accepted, and that's what he did this past weekend, which led to his commitment on Sunday.
0: Interesting. So I mean, if you look at his offer list, I mean he doesn't have any power Five offers looking we'll going through it here. He has Virginia. And he had, he doesn't have Pittsburgh, no Penn State.
1: Yeah, so he went. Uh, Maryland offered. Um, yeah, so it, he's a little bit of a late bloomer, I guess, because the Maryland and Virginia offers and North Carolina offer all came in June after they were those schools were able, able to actually see him in person. I believe he did a couple other workouts. I believe he did a workout at Virginia. I don't know what happened in Maryland. He also, you know, Florida was interested and didn't offer, and Penn State had him in for I think a camp or a workout and they, yeah. and they didn't offer but they were interested
0: yeah so my question here I mean obviously a big guy the the, the size is there he's got good weight good length and UNC wants him and you, you got to want to trust what the UNC staff wants um, but I mean what's the deal with him kind of maybe reaching I mean there's tons of offensive linemen I mean he's the 109th ranked offensive tackle there's got to be players better than him whether they're committed to other teams or just available in the region to kind of at least test the waters. Why take a commitment now from a guy like this who will could potentially be there in a couple months? Like, why rush locking this guy down um, instead of going for a, a high-ranked player and also knowing that uh, Rice is still out there?
1: Well, they'll, they'll still take Rice. So this has not really yeah. affect Rice at all. But it's kind of like that. It's like a, this weird sort of catch-22 within recruiting, whereas you want your staff to do the evaluations to take guys that they want, but then as a fan, you want your staff to take guys who are highly ranked and not really understanding that whether subconsciously or, or consciously the rankings are basically based off of what the college coaches do, or who they offer and that sort of thing. So, I mean, wh- what it comes down to is this was a guy that, you know, Stacy Sherrill's obviously saw on film and worked out individually in, in just a, a one-on-one scenario and liked what he saw obviously he took measurements I'm sure they timed him in in the 40 and whatever it may be um, and just liked what they saw and so uh you know do you do you take a guy that you like a lot or do you hold off because the rankings don't match up with with your evaluation and I, I think for a coach you gotta you gotta trust your own eye um and you know and and believe in that um, and i know it's it's difficult for the fans to to kind of accept, but that's, that's what they get paid to do. Because really if you, if we're just going off of rankings, you and I could be coaches in North Carolina and just recruit off the 24, seven rankings. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you see, yeah, obviously he worked, Stacy Seals worked him out. You don't want to question that. Um, I just think I'm asking questions. I'm sure a lot of fans kind of, yeah, yeah. Think yeah. This way too. Um, that they, they, there's no need to take that recruit that commitment now, knowing there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, but maybe they find a, found a diamond in the rough and, and maybe thought that he's going to blow up. In the next four or five months, you know, it's concerning he doesn't have a, a pit offer. You know, a lot of schools in his area, you would think they would offer first and be on him. Um, but Justin Canuck becomes a Tar Heel and is a second commitment uh, for the Tar Heels. UNC has seven commitments now. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the official visits over uh, UNC's time in UNC, uh, UNC's time the last week. And then get into the mock class. But first, I want to talk to you about Johnny T shirt and JohnnyT shirt.com, the one stop shop for everything you need, UNC apparel wise, right on Franklin Street and online at JohnnyT shirt.com. They're our great podcast sponsor, and by helping them, they help you help us. And it gives us the opportunity to do these kind of podcasts, the different special podcasts we do. So make sure you go to t shirt and JohnnyT shirt.com. And remember, all inside Carolina subscribers uh, get. 10% off their order with the promo code found on the Inside Carolina Premium message boards, the Tar Pit and the UNC Basketball message boards. Get a t-shirt, get a couple t-shirts, sweatshirt, your tailgate gear, little trinkets, anything you need UNC-wise, get at T-shirt JohnnyT-shirt and shirt.com. We'll be right back with more of The Scoop on Inside Carolina Podcast Network. Welcome back to The Scoop, and thanks for staying on. Guys, we had a a commercial break, took a little longer for us because Don got some breaking news, and by the time you're listening to this, UNC has another commitment in the form of Marcus Allen, a safety prospect, 6'2", 165 from Marietta, Georgia. Um, We got news he's committing while we're recording, and so by the time you're listening to this, UNC's added another commit to the class in the form Marcus Allen who visited UNC officially last weekend. Don, you want to take the, take the floor here.
1: Yeah. So he kind of hinted that a commit was coming, I I believe it was Monday night. And, uh, so yeah, so he reached out and said that he's going to be committing today, which is Wednesday at three. That time has changed a couple of times, but, uh, Talked on the phone, went through the commitment, committing to North Carolina. Um, he, we, he actually was, if, if you are a regular reader of the Weekly Scoop, he was within the Strong Vibes section. There's a couple mm-hmm. other guys in that Strong Vibes section to so check it out. I'm not going to name any more names. But anyway, uh, you know this is a kid that North Carolina really likes. He plays at one of the stronger programs in the Atlanta area. He plays corner. He also starts a corner for Hustle Inc., which is one of the top seven on seven teams in the entire nation. It's it's, it's obviously an Atlanta based seven on seven team. But North Carolina plans on kind of, you know, moving him to safety, but maybe kind of, you know, you, you know, he obviously has the tools to play some, some man coverage. So, so they can kind of move him to corner or nickel if need be. Um, This is a guy who spent like a lot of guys spent uh, June, officially visiting schools, officially visit Georgia tech, Auburn and North Carolina. North Carolina was the last visit, and uh, you know, but that was a school that he really liked from the very beginning. So um, this yeah, is, so doesn't make a whole lot of why sense. Why did he
0: pick UNC? What was the reasoning? Um, you know, who recruited him? Why did he pick UNC over Dorse Tech, where I think his brother is? Things like that.
1: Yeah. So um, obviously, I talked to him, but I haven't gone through the interview. My, sometimes I forget what is told to me until I go back and listen to it. But uh, just because my mind's all over the place, I'm, my, my mind's on the next question. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, he, he has mentioned this actually before that North Carolina was a dream school for him. It, it was just a school that that for whatever reason he liked growing up, he's a kid who really values education, which is kind of reflective of his brother originally went to Notre Dame. And then when he transferred back home, he transferred to Georgia Tech. Um, so the family really values education. So that appealed to him. He really Hit it off with uh, Jay Bateman, North Carolina's defensive coordinator, and and then just you know he kind of h- had the feeling, okay, I really really like this school. These are all the things that are on my checklist at North Carolina matches, and he headed in. He headed into the official visit, thinking, okay, can I can I live here for four years? And mm-hmm.
0: the answer obviously was yes. All right, awesome. Marcus Allen becomes UNC's next commitment. That makes it Seven, eight, eight. eight for UNC. Wow. Um, I'm losing so count. It's starting to add up here. Uh, you got Deuce Caldwell, linebacker. You know UNC added uh, Edge Rusher and Bo Atkinson. And of course, Justin Kanyuk uh, last weekend as well. Marcus Allen becomes a Tar Heel and commits to UNC on Wednesday. It's about time you're listening to it. He is a Tar Heel. You just encountered some breaking news, a little inside the biz there with Mr. Don Callahan. All right, we're going to run through the official visits. We've already talked about Allen, we've talked about Canuck. Dalen Everett, Don, briefly, uh, there's been some strong vibes with him and UNC, but what's going on there? I mean, he's made a couple of visits now. He's a big time, almost borderline elite type cornerback prospect with great size. Um, what's going on with, with Dalen Everett, who's from the Virginia Beach area, plays IMG Academy
1: with him and UNC? All right, so just to be clear, he's not on the strong vibe section. Of, he's on my strong vibe section. He's on. He's on Ross's. Yeah. All right, so this is a guy who he took a, a I guess a an overnight visit to Clemson earlier in the month. He also officially visited Georgia and Florida State and North Carolina within about a ten day span. He kind of went into this thinking, okay, one school's kind of sta- going to stand out, but he came out of it thinking, oh man, you know, I I really like all these schools and it's actually going to be a lot harder for me to make a decision he goes to img academy he's originally from the tidewater area which has put north carolina a great spot because of dre bly but uh, img academy i believe they have to report back to campus on july 19th it just would make a whole lot of sense for him and his family if he were to make his uh his collegiate decision prior to reporting back to img he hasn't said that that's going to be the case, but that's something that I think I would I would watch for with him.
0: Okay, what's his time frame again for committing?
1: Well, so originally it was the summer, and okay. but coming out of the North Carolina official visit, he said that he you know he he's now t- not now not too sure and might need to make some visits during the season. I think he's just a little burnt out and overwhelmed, and that once he kind of talks things over with his parents and and other people um, within his inner circle that. You know, he he might he, he might come back to deciding in the in this in the uh, in the summer,
0: and UNC will hold a, a spot for him. I'm assuming. What's yeah. the cornerback recruiting looking like? In well, I mean, this is
1: I think he's ranked 40th in the nation, so this is a kid that's right outside the the um, the five star range. Uh, but yeah, North Carolina's going to hold a spot for him regardless. I mean, he's he's just an absolute stud.
0: Yes, yeah, so we'll have him if he commits to be him and Tayon Holloway. Mm-hmm. would be their cornerback quarter, hall. Okay, moving right along. Amarion uh, Hampton, a lot of stuff on the message boards about the running back target. Um, he visited Penn State last weekend. He canceled his Ohio State visit and visited UNC this weekend. Officially, he's been on campus a bunch in June. Uh, he's right down the road, uh, I believe in Johnson County, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. It's t- Tommy Ashley territory.
0: Yeah, that's the Tommy Ashley land. on Hampton. Uh, Running back prospect, 2022 class. Let me get some stats here for you. As it loads, six foot, 215, high-ranked kid, 141 in the nation, number 12 running back in the nation. Don, let's dive in here. Uh, This seems to get a lot of interest on the message boards, um, particularly with him and uh, Petaway kind of going, you know, vying for certain spots at certain schools and and definitely both top UNC
1: targets. So coming out of the – well, let's take a step back. Ohio State fills up at, let me take a step back even further than that. Uh, Talking to his dad earlier in the month, they had wanted to figure out a way to officially visit North Carolina this month. They had scheduled four official visits for all four weekends in June to other schools, but kind of realized early on in the month that they wanted to make this decision during the summer and in order to do that, they needed to take an official visit to North Carolina. That wasn't looking all that promising for North Carolina's and his schedule. So uh, they took a bunch of unofficial visits to North Carolina. Even the one time, I think when it was uh, after the Auburn official visit immediately coming from the airport, they stopped by North Carolina who were having a camp to kind of support some of his teammates who were participating in that camp. But anyway, so, so then we go to next week, Ohio state, They land a running back commitment. They only won one uh, running back commitment. So they canceled the official visit, which was music to UNC's ears and Hampton immediately um, scheduled that official visit for this past weekend. Uh, There's a lot of other stuff that's involved with Penn State. Steve Wilfong did a lot of great reporting on that. I'm not gonna get into that here. I did touch on that in the weekly scoop, but essentially what you need to know coming out of the official visit to North Carolina he has set, I think it's July 23rd, as his announcement date. We have the story up on the, on um, inside Carolina to check it out to to double check me. But um, he's going to announce his his commitment via CBS HQ on the 23rd. Um, and North Carolina, obviously, is one of the finalists.
0: What's going on with him at Penn State? And Wolf Fong's reporting.
1: You have to go back and read the reporting.
0: Okay. Well, I mean. We're on a podcast here talking about UNC football recruiting. It'd be nice to know. <laughs> um, all right, Amarion Hampton. Now, this is the big question that I have. Would okay. You, would UNC you take both Amarion Hampton and George Petaway?
1: I think so. But here's here's the thing that you got to remember. Both and I think come. Well, there is definitely a chance they could. but And the fans just will not accept this idea. Is that what happens is, one, it makes it harder for North Carolina to get the other when one commits because now schools are going to say, whoa, they have this guy, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to kind of use it against them. Also, it doesn't look as appealing. Yes. Running backs are completely comfortable with, with being a part of a multi running back class, but you know, everybody wants to be the guy. And so it's not as appealing. Second, take Penn state, for example, you know, if, one of those kids, Penn State's recruiting both of them. And there's a couple of those schools are in the same boat, uh, Florida, for example, same same way, recruiting both those kids. But let's just take Penn State. If one of those kids commits to North Carolina, Penn State's going to go all in on the other. And the same thing with Florida. And so it, it just it makes things a lot harder. I'm not saying it won't happen. North Carolina would definitely welcome both guys on their uh, commitment list, I'm just saying that everybody who's counting on these chicks—we've seen this in the past. Evan Pryor. I mean, people, how short are people's memories? Don't you remember Evan Pryor from last year? Um, we, we went through basically the same thing. I mean, once North Carolina—I can't remember who it was—that was committed at the time, but once they got a commitment, Evan Pryor, you know, North Carolina kind of fell off a little bit for him at that point.
0: Mm. What's when's Petaway deciding?
1: Petaway has initially. He said he wanted to wait until the season. Then he has toyed with the idea of committing during the summer. I think, ultimately, he's going to wait until the season. Who's better? I mean, that's a matter of opinion. I, personally, I like Petaway more. They're both really good, though. Yeah, I mean, you're you're splitting hairs. I mean, you're, you know, you're comparing two four-star, run, top four-star running backs. You know what yeah. I mean? And they're different style running backs. Petaway is more of you know, elusive all-purpose guy. Hampton's more of a downhill power back. Um, Yeah, I just like Petaway. I I like what I've seen in, obviously, his film. Although he's not playing great competition, but uh, he dominates in in all the camps and seven-on-sevens. I love his work ethic. I love his – he plays with a chip on his shoulder. I love all that stuff about him.
0: Love it. Have you been following the Zebra Cobra stuff?
1: Um, I haven't, but my wife has. Why? Has someone been bit – uh, apparently there's like breaking animal control
0: officer here at the scene confirms <laughs> a sn- snake spotted on the porch this afternoon is the zebra cobra that's on the news. officers discussing getting snake traps because the snake may be going in a crack between the porch and foundation mm. my mm-hmm. favorite part about this is all these serious journalists are covering this because <laughs> these things get so many
1: clicks well it's like the the uh what was it, the Tiger that was loose in, in Texas? I
0: mean, it's – everybody's – I mean, this stuff gets so many clicks and grows so many traffic. I mean, there's cops here at this person's house. I mean, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's a freaking zebra cobra. Loose in North Raleigh. Yeah. Loose in suburbia. All right, let's move along here. Um, good stuff there on Amaron Hampton. will be interesting to in follow. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got Amaron Hampton and George Petaway, two elite – Kind of high, you know, high four star type prospects. You would suck to not get either. So you hope to get one, um, but ideally get both. So see what happens. All right.
1: All right Next I'm guy, Connor Harrell.
0: All you, Don, take it.
1: All right. So he's a, a quarterback from um, Alabama. He went undefeated. Uh, well, his team, Thom- Thompson, went undefeated, won the state championship in the highest classification in Alabama. North Carolina offered him just before June. And he took uh, a took two official vi- three to- three total official visits, including North Carolina this past weekend, also officially visit Arizona State and officially visit Northwestern. There is an unofficial visit to Michigan kind of snuck in there. Also, he coming out of the um, the official visit with North Carolina this past weekend, he has that July 4th as his announcement date. Those four schools are his finalists.
0: OK. We feel good about him and UNC.
1: We'll just have to see. See if there's okay. going to be fireworks.
0: Connor, do you, okay, how about this? I mean, if he commits to UNC, is he a guy that is good enough to start at UNC or is he as a place filler?
1: I think he's a guy who's good enough to start at UNC. Okay. You know, I, I think though, I mean, it's look look at what North Carolina has on their depth chart right now. You know what I mean? And, and you know, these guys are going to be, I mean, obviously Sam will be gone. Um, but, uh, Drake may, uh, Jacoby Criswell, maybe one of those guys transfers if the, when when the other one wins the job after Sam leaves. So that opened things up a little bit, but then you have Ted Hudson, who's in the 23 class, that in-state guy that North Carolina has already kind of, or Phil Longo has kind of sunk his teeth into over a year ago and and has a really good relationship with. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I mean, he's a talented kid. I liked what I saw from him at the, he attended the, um, Showtime Camp, which I keep mm-hmm. on wanting to call the Freak Show. Um, he attended the uh, Showtime Camp, and I thought he looked good um, with, with his placement, showed a good arm, and that, and that sort of thing.
0: All right, awesome. Uh, Con- Connor Harrell, UNC's top quarterback target. All right, Caden Helms,
1: tied in. All right, so so Caden is a guy from Nebraska. He's the first Nebraska prospect that unc has offered um since of the internet era mm. um so unc was his last of four official visits he also officially visited arizona state miami oklahoma he had an official visit scheduled with auburn that was supposed to occur between his oklahoma and unc official visit like a midweek official visit but he canceled that because he didn't want to get any sort of burnout for his north carolina official visit he All the crystal balls say Oklahoma for him, which makes a whole lot of sense. He's a Midwest kid. Um, But, you know, his his official visit schedule is is as diverse as you're going to find. And so and he has expressed a desire to kind of see something new, which obviously Oklahoma doesn't exactly offer compared to some of the other schools. I didn't get any sort of great feel one way or the other on, on where he's kind of leaning. He's going to kind of – and some of that he admitted when I did the post-interview with him that um, uh, he's going to need some time to kind of digest everything and make a decision. And He's a guy also who wants to make a commitment by the end of the summer.
0: Okay. Caden Helms, good stuff. Moving right along, Big Daddy, Travis Shaw, six five three ten 3'10", Greensboro Grimsley, number 9 – Ranked prospect, number one defensive tackle. What's going on, man? There was just a lot of stuff kind of on social media and the message boards about Shaw. You interviewed him. You talked to him. Let's get an update on Shaw and his recruitment.
1: Yeah, I saw all of the, I guess, whispers and everything you know, on social media from the weekend. And so I was kind of surprised when I connected with my sources afterwards and also talked to Shaw himself. It didn't seem like... You know, he had made a commitment. I, I was told he did not do anything close this past weekend. Um, but uh, he said everything went well. Um, everything was positive. Um, you know, definitely read the, the um, interview with him afterwards. I, I believe I was the only one who spoke to him. Mm. You know, he. You know, he's kind of mentioned in the past that maybe he wants to decide during the, the summer he was noncommittal on what he wanted to do when I spoke to him. You know, I kind of feel like this could still drag on a little bit. You know, he tries to be deceptive with what he says, and he is successful. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll just have to see. I mean, you know, Clemson and Georgia are, are involved, and I talked about that that magic that Georgia has. You got to worry about that. The, What's the, pixie the magic? Dust, the pixie dust. <laughs> they sprinkle them on on the recruits. Now, does Clemson not have that magic either? I mean, I don't know. I don't know who has that magic. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, that magic touch. So, um, I mean, Clemson, you got to always worry about because it's Clemson. I mean, same with Georgia. You know, I mean, and you know, so I mean, these are obviously three really good programs that are going to have really good seasons this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I and I mean, this is just me kind of riffing. I, I'm sure UNC is a, is kind of not upset, but you know, you would hope that coming off that official that they would have really good feelings and maybe even get like a silent commitment from him. Because it's the last visit going into like a dead period. Um, Now they they kind of wait more and you have more time for Clemson and Georgia to to state their case uh, more and increasingly. Is that kind of how you feel?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I thought that he kind of had a game plan and that he was going to end up deciding in the the summer. And he still may, because I mean, he's, He's known to kind of, you know, he came out with what his top four a couple of weeks ago. And at before that point, he had expressed a strong desire to wait until the, the very end to make a commitment. And then obviously when he came with the top four, he said, well, now I'm starting to kind of think about maybe doing something this summer. So who knows what's going to happen? My guess is that just, you know, recruits of his caliber with these schools involved typically go into the very end. And that's what we might be in for.
0: All right. Awesome, Don. Good stuff there. Let's move right along. Pulling up the document here. All right. So those are all the official visits. A couple questions. What's going on with Andre Green?
1: He took a bunch of visits, as he said, in June, including an official visit to North Carolina. We, we had an update with his dad following that official visit up on the yep. site to go check that out. He plans on taking a couple more visits in July. I think Penn State and Penn State and LSU, I think, are the two schools he wants to officially or unofficially visit. Um, and then he wants to narrow it down to a five or six at the end of July, which will give us a better idea of, of where things kind of lay. Who are the true competitors in this competition? Because, you know, him and his dad are really good about keeping everything quiet. You're not really kind of giving off any sort of hints. Every visit that they go to has been the greatest you just go look at any, any, I mean, look at the Florida State one recently, which is most recent one. I mean, you know, you would think Florida State is a leader. I mean, everyone you read, you're going to think that school is a leader. So, you know, I think this could still go in a couple different ways. I know that there's a lot of confidence with North Carolina. um, And I think UNC makes a whole lot of sense because it's an academic school. He goes to St. Christopher's in Richmond, which is a very prestigious academic school um, in that area. And location matches up really well. But this is a kid who's literally has gone all over the nation visiting schools in some cases on his own dime. He make a, he made a, a, a three school trip to Texas, Texas A&M and Oklahoma on his own dime. Um, so, so uh, obviously, you know, his, his family has the means for him to play further away, but you know, location always makes, has some sort of influence on things. So, uh, and, and I know he has a really good relation with Lonnie Galloway, UNC's
0: wide receivers coach. All right. That's uh, UNC wide receiver target, Andre Green. Now, there was a note in your in your mock class scoop, not really part of the mock class, but it's a note there about Shaquille Knotts, who has a lot of connections to UNC, and it seems like UNC is, is pulling away from him. What well, can you tell us about that? You-, <laughs> you sound
1: like a real, like, interviewer right <laughs> no there.
0: No shit, it's my job.
1: <laughs> Sorry for Um, so, so basically, UNC feels good about its wide receiver depth chart coming out of this coming season. Which is what is most greatly affected by this class. They have um, uh, Tyshawn Chapman committed. So they, they add some to the slot receiver position and they kind of feel like if that's it, they're good. But Andre Green, and yes, he's a four-star, but a lot of people I've talked to believe this is a kid who probably should be a five-star. That's how talented he is. And playing for a private school in Richmond, Virginia might not help him so much as far as the rankings are concerned, but but he's still a talent and just dominates every camp he's been to his, his uh, football film is, is, is full of true highlights, unbelievable plays. Um, anyway. So UNC is like, all right, we can't pass on this kid. Who's, not necessarily in our backyard, but it's not that far away, maybe across the street sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so they'll, they'll make room for a kid like that. And everyone kind of views that as like a, a slight at Shalik uh, Knots. But, um, and they like Knots. Um, but I think they would have to have some things open up in order for them to be able to have space for Knots in this class.
0: Yeah, I mean, Knott's is ranked higher. Obviously, it seems like they like Andre Green more. Andre Green has a much more um, national recruitment, whereas Knott's has connections in the state of North Carolina, and he's a cousin of Gavin Blackwell. Mm -hmm. Dude, kick some slop wide receiver out and make room for these more players. Like, you know, like take some scholarships away from guys who you know aren't going to produce. At this point, you would think they have a general idea of some receivers – that are sophomores, maybe juniors, maybe even retro freshmen that like, they don't have it. I got a couple on my mind. I'm not going to say any names, but <laughs> do that. And then, and then add another player.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. I'll let you go there, oh, but God, that's not necessarily the Mac Brown way is to kind of boot guys out, but yeah, um, not winning. He doesn't want to win. He's won and, and, and not done that. So I don't, You know, I'm just going to stay away from that sort of stuff. That's, that's Ross territory. You know, I just worry about as far as guys going in. And uh, so, you know, um, got the
0: fat. All right. uh, Let's move along here. Okay. Oh, Jake Pope. Well, what's going on Jake Pope? I know he's making an announcement pretty soon. I believe the safety target out of Georgia wrapping up his official visits this, uh, this month.
1: Yeah, so he's another one, took four official visits all four weekends of June, including one to North Carolina. That was the first one. You know, he has some heavy hitters involved with his recruitment, Alabama, Ohio State, and who am I? For, oh, Notre Dame are the, are the three other schools he officially visited. And he had a couple of unofficial visits to nearby Georgia. Nobody knows really if Georgia wants him or just kind of keeping him warm or what's going on with that. So um, yeah, so he he's can announce at any moment. He could announce, you know, before you listen to this. Uh, oh. But North Carolina is definitely, uh, well, he tweeted out, you know, get heading into this decision mode or something along those lines. So, so, you know, who knows? Does that mean this week, next week? Is he waiting for an edit? I mean, who knows?
0: And he has one crystal ball pick, and it's for Notre Dame by Tom
1: Loy, your boy. Tom Loy is a good guy. He is a good guy. I like Tom he, a lot. he does a good great job on the Notre Dame beat. There you go. So where are UNC's
0: chances? They're good or bad, good or, or not good?
1: I think they're good. Yeah, I um I, I I gotta feel I feel like North Carolina is at the very least in the top three, probably in the top two. And it wouldn't shock me to see this go UNC's way.
0: Wow. Okay. And it could happen anytime now. Anytime. All right, great. I think that concludes the football portion of our podcast. Now, I want to introduce a new idea and segment that we want to, I want to run by Don. Don hasn't really heard much about this. No. And it, it kind of builds on our top five and builds on the, kind of the community we're creating here
1: at The <laughs> Scoop.
0: Um, it's a, I mean, I'm taking it from a po- another podcast. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts is a Ryan Russillo podcast. And at the end of every podcast, he does life advice. Oh, boy. And he takes questions on anything, anything on life. Some get very serious. Some are more lighthearted. Um, they range from romantic to friendships, to guys being dudes, to <laughs> fitness, to health, to finance, to um, career, anything. Day to day stuff could be like you know, some social situation or, or something. And I think it, it, it's a great way to kind of create conversation and explore Different ways of uh, getting to know our listeners and getting to know Don and I, and see it get, get let our opinions and, and kind of personalities show. So we're going to do a new segment, and it may not be every show, but we're going to collect questions from our listeners. And it's gonna be called Life Advice with Don and Ross, <laughs> and you can send the send your questions to my email, uh-oh, or or direct message me on Inside Carolina. But my email is Ross M. Martin at gmail.com and again that's two m's in the middle so it's ross m martin at gmail.com my middle initial
1: is we need m. to get you an inside carolina email
0: i have one i mean it's ross at inside carolina i think that, i think it goes there too i just never used that one um okay i'm pretty sure they, they're connected okay um don what do you think
1: I, I like it i like it i'm a little scared i um I like the idea that's kind of leading the, the conversation, sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. and
0: look, the key part here is that we don't have all the answers. It, <laughs> we definitely like, it's not don't. like I'm going to give advice on marriage, like, or, or, or like, me neither ra- raising kids, <laughs> but like, it'll be just kind of be funny or interesting to kind of learn our perspectives and create a conversation. And look, the way Ryan Rosillo does it is they'll have these questions and, and like situations and topics. And it'll go on show after show, and then people will start emailing in responses and giving advice on their own. We won't give it names or anything. We'll just ask the question, talk about the topic, and it can be anything. Um, we'll see where this goes. Um, could be dating, could be uh, raising kids, could be career, could be, you know, oh, I'm going out one night or I'm going on a trip with buddies.
1: So what are we doing on this episode since we don't have any questions? This is
0: just the oh, uh, just primer. This- yeah. Next, the next episode will be our first email your questions to Ross Martin at gmail.com. Any life advice. It can be funny. It could be serious and it'll just be a way to create conversation. And we'll do that. Um, you know, try to do that every other podcast or something, uh, go through a few and we'll get Don and Ross's uh, <laughs> life advice. And what, what better way to live life than, than living it the way Don or Ross does with their advice.
1: Yeah. I, I hope you're getting advice elsewhere also. Yeah. This should be supplementary.
0: Correct. All right. Awesome podcast, guys. Uh, Two commitments for UNC. Another one, we believe, is coming uh, by the time you listen to this one. And Marcus Allen, we went through all the official visits from last weekend. The June recruiting period is now wrapped up. Uh, They're ending a dead period. Don, when's the next time players can visit? July 25th.
1: Okay. Is there any evaluation
0: coming up either too?
1: Nope. It's just that that last week of July is open for visits. You'll see some cookouts and barbecue stuff, you know, just all these different things to try to attract recruits to campus. And then after that, we go into another long dead period.
0: Awesome. All right, guys, thanks for listening to giant t shirt (laughs) Thanks for listening to the scoop presented to you by giant t-shirt. Remember to rate review and subscribe to our podcast inside Carolina podcast network and subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate you listening.
1: Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTshirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase?
0: Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite, cycling has Lance Armstrong, baseball has its steroid era, curling has. Broomgate.